We think women need to talk more openly about money because money really matters. It shouldn't be embarrassing or confusing. Join the conversation. We'll be discussing a whole range of topics which will help you get comfortable with your finances. Money Matters, brought to you by AJ Bell. Hello and welcome to the Money Matters podcast. I'm Danny Hewson. And I'm Laura Suter. And on this episode, we're going to be tackling the topic of divorce. Yeah, it is a subject that's been mentioned by a number of our guests in previous podcasts. And it's something that particularly resonates in January because uh, this is when we're recording the episode. And it's the month when solicitors say they get the highest number of new people coming to them. Christmas, of course, can be incredibly stressful and you end up spending quite a lot of time together and maybe deciding that you no longer want to spend time together. And divorce obviously has a big impact on both parties' finances, but it can be particularly difficult if one person has taken a bit of a backseat in terms of managing money or being involved in the finances throughout the marriage. Um, and a survey that we carried out for the Money Matters campaign found that 32% of women didn't make the most important financial decisions themselves, um, highlighting that they could be um, less financially informed ahead of the divorce. Now, over the last few months, we heard from Rachel on our pension special, and she told us that after her divorce, she found that she was financially invisible because all of the household bills had been in her husband's name, and it made starting over really difficult. I've also been speaking to another Money Matters subscriber about her divorce, and she had huge issues just freeing up cash in order to pay the solicitor's fees because she had a number of ISAs. She didn't want to cash those in because she wanted to keep hold of those tax benefits. And there are so many issues to consider when going through a divorce, and it can seem quite complicated and really overwhelming. Um, and so we've drafted in Fiona Sharp, who's a chartered financial planner at Verve Financial, but she specialises in giving financial adv advice to people going through that process of divorce, and she's got some top tips. First thing is not to, is not to ignore anything. Um, take account of pensions if you can. I totally understand that if you've got children, you would want to concentrate on, you know, having a, a good home. Um, but keep an eye on your long term financial planning as well. But before we hear more from Fiona, let's hear from Sarah Davidson, the woman known as the Divorce Coach. Uh, she's made it her mission to really help people deal with a breakup of relationship after going through her own very painful divorce. Sarah, for you, talking about divorce, helping people through divorce, you do that because you have experience yourself you went through your own very difficult divorce what happened yes yeah, so I went through my own divorce about 12 years ago now Danny it was a while back but it hit me like a freight train I didn't see it coming I'd only been married for about three years at the time my son was one year old and I had a business with my ex so I worked with him every day um, we had staff. We, you know, it was a big deal to suddenly find out that he no longer wanted to be married to me. And I was absolutely floored by it, devastated, did all the ugly crying on the bathroom floor and all those things that you do. And you're just in that utter turmoil of shock and horror. Um, 
And overnight, you know, I lost the father of my child, who I thought was my best friend, the my business partner, you know, and and I became a single mum. And suddenly my world and my future was so uncertain. So having been to rock bottom, having having experienced that absolute trauma and pain, and I don't know if you you know, Danny, or your listeners know that divorce is actually known as the second most traumatic life experience we go through after death of a loved one. So if you've never been through it, I think people look at it and go, yeah, that must be tough. But when you're in it, it's like, oh my goodness. So having been through that experience myself, and I, at this point I have been coaching for about 15 years, and I thought, right, well, if I'm struggling to cope, how does everybody else struggle to cope? I'm trained in emotional state management here and, and I'm struggling. So I basically combined my coaching skills and everything I'd learned with the situation I was in and the divorce process, the legal jargon, the heartbreak, the betrayals that I was dealing with um, and created a program to get me through. And that's really now what I share with everybody else because I realized that you, know, you don't have to go through that that pain in the way that I started out on that journey, because there are things you can do to dial down the intensity of the negative emotions and, and speed up that journey um, and make it just a little bit more comfortable, I guess. And when you're dealing with all of that, but you're also trying to, you know, deal with your finances as well, put yourself in a position where you're not only looking after yourself emotionally, but you're looking after yourself financially. That's got to be incredibly hard to be trying to make those decisions at that time. Well, this is the thing with any divorce, you're forced into making, you know, big life changing decisions at a time when you are really not capable of even deciding what to wear in the morning. I mean, it's literally your your decision making capacity is much reduced with the amount of stress and overwhelm in, in a lot of those those cases. Um, so, yes. And, and, and also financially, it's incredibly scary because you don't know what you're going to end up with. And you don't know then suddenly that pressure of having to be self-reliant, of maybe having to, um, you know, to, to now fend for yourself. So if you're not working, I know a lot of my coaching clients gave up work to look after the kids. And now they're being forced to think, right, OK, I'm going to have to get back out there. But I've been off the career ladder for a while. Um, they're not sure. Maybe a lot of my clients have never invested their own money before. So even if they do have some money from the divorce coming in, what do they do with it? How do they manage it? And how is that going to help them moving forward? So that's where you know this podcast and, and advice on money comes in to be extremely important in those times. So you now help a lot of people. I know you've got a lot of other coaches that you've trained up to help as well. But one of the things that a lot of women, a lot of people say they find when they're going through divorce is that they don't have someone to talk to. They can't find the advice that they need yeah and it, and it is difficult because I mean I think generally if I'm going to generalize don't want to stereotype but us women tend to be able to speak more openly about our emotions so we tend to talk to friends and family but again that can be difficult you know I have some clients who haven't told certain people in their lives because it's embarrassing maybe they're, they're, they're worried about the reaction so again it can be very hard so creating your breakup support team going through a divorce is absolutely critical and in that you do need to choose carefully the people you have around you. So you need friends and family, but the ones that you know that are gonna support you and give you positive uh, advice that's gonna help you move forward. It's not like one of my clients recently whose best friend came over, they had a bottle of wine, chopped up all his clothes that were left there. That causes a lot of problems <laughs> further down the line. So 
you know, it's not that you can't be friends with your friends, but obviously choose the ones you go to for advice about your breakup really carefully. Again, getting someone to help you with the money stuff. If you if you don't understand it, it's scary, it's daunting, or even if you do and just, just don't know what the best path forward is, is to get someone who understands. Because having an expert on your team, whether that's to deal with money or the emotional matters that, that I cope with and, and my coaches do, it will dial down some of that pressure on you to solve everything. So that anxiety dial, you can dial it down. And that's what we're aiming for by getting a good support team around you with the right advice and answers to the questions that maybe you don't have right now. And that's okay. But having a team that can support you through that is going to be one of the things that's really going to make it a little bit easier for you. The last couple of years have been hard for everybody, but it does seem that the pandemic has made a lot of people rethink their relationship. They've probably had to spend more time with partners um, and husbands and wives than they have done in the past. Have you been particularly busy? Yes. I mean, unfortunately, you know, in any this busy time, January is always a busy time for people breaking up anyway. And that's because any time that couples spend quality time with each other, so without the distractions of maybe work or the school runs or the other day-to-day things that we get involved in, obviously that puts a little bit of pressure on the relationship. And if it's great, then obviously the relationship will thrive. If there's already cracks, then that's when they're going to widen. That's when it can really rot the foundations of a relationship. And unfortunately, with the pandemic, that's what we've seen. We've seen that people that, you know, have have always been a little bit on rocky ground, but managed to paper over those cracks and get on with life. You know, when you're forced to spend all that amount of time, and let's face it, it's been a lot of time just in the same four walls. I mean, for any relationship that's going to put pressure on and for those which were, you know, rocky to start with, it's difficult. But then I've also seen, sadly, lots of healthy relationships that would have lasted the test of time start to experience problems because the dynamic shifted. So rather than both of them going to work, sorting out the kids, separate social lives a lot of the time, maybe, you know, I've got a client at the moment, she's big into her tennis, her husband played golf. So it meant they weren't together that much. They loved each other. They had a great relationship. But when you you take all that away and the dynamic is just, it's the two of us and we're sat here for you know months on end, that unfortunately has caused irreparable damage. So again, yeah, it has been sad to see the increase in breakups recently, for sure. And coming back to money as well, of course, the stress of all the squeeze that we're feeling on our household budgets at the moment. People have had to deal with being on furlough, the uncertainty of whether or not their job was still going to be around. That's probably added to it. Yes. I mean, the pandemic has added an extra layer of anxiety, stress and uncertainty. Three things that us as humans don't generally cope brilliantly with. Um, to all of our lives. So we're all dealing with that, whether you're in a happy relationship or you're single, whatever, we're all dealing with more anxiety. So then if you put tensions in your relationship on top of that, again, you know, we can we can react in different ways. Maybe if things were a lot more relaxed and things were a bit easier, we may be able to work them through. Communication might be a little bit more relaxed or we might be able to stand back and assess the situation. But at the moment, we're all just a little bit more on edge, which again, works in a, in a sort of circle because when you're in the relationship, you're going to be more tense. So it's going to be more snappy, more arguments, potentially more stress. You're dealing with the finances right now that puts so much pressure on everybody. And, you know, it it is difficult to navigate that in any relationship. So, yes, unfortunately, those pressures really are making a big difference. So if people are in that situation, 
if they're struggling with their relationship, maybe they've just started down the path of divorce. They, one person people always go to is usually a solicitor, but it is important not just to stop there. There is extra help out there for people if they need it. Yes, exactly. I mean, the emotional side of a divorce is something that needs to be dealt with. We often talk about the you know financial strain of going through a divorce, and they can be extremely expensive, uh, especially if there's conflict. It can be incredibly difficult financially to navigate that path. But also there's the emotional side, and family lawyers are trained to take out the emotion. They strip out the emotion because that's not you know in a court of law what people are looking at. We're looking at the numbers and we're looking at the facts and figures. Whereas you know, as human beings, we're processing all those emotions. So the hurt, the pain, the overwhelm, the sadness, you know, the fear of the future. And those, unfortunately, your lawyer might be able to reassure you and you know, say, don't worry, we'll get through this. But actually, you know, getting professional help from a coach or a therapist, someone that really understands those sort of those aspects will help you to cope better and also make better decisions about money and the children and the house because you won't be so emotionally involved, which again can influence your decisions at such a critical time. So that's where me and my coaching team come in because we specialize in helping people with not just the emotional roller coaster, but also the practical side, like becoming a single parent or you know, dating again, all those things that people think, oh my goodness, this is all my new world. Well, you know, there is help out there. So don't be afraid to ask. There's free help as well. See, I've got my podcast, Heartbreak to Happiness. So, yeah, there is a lot of free help and advice as well. But if you do want tailored approach, there are coaches who can help you through that too. And I know a lot of women that have been through divorce say sort of once bitten, twice shy. And the idea then of having another relationship, but more putting your finances back in the same basket with somebody else again is is just something that they don't want to think about. How have you found it all? Well, you know, I think the important thing for everybody is that you've got to go at your own pace and you've got to listen to your instincts and trust what it's telling you. A lot of the the trust issues, which you rightly picked up on there, Danny, people are scared to trust again, especially when, you know, you've been hurt, especially when someone's done something and hurt you. That can be really, really difficult to, to manage. So it's not about, though, trusting somebody else. It's not about giving your trust away because someone has to earn that trust from you. So I think that's important. And you shouldn't do anything, you know, if you feel pressured. I'm the patron of a domestic abuse charity called the Dash Charity. And financial abuse right now, again, is, you know, very controlling um, over your finances, what you spend, what you do with it. Again, you know, this is something we've got to be, you know, increase awareness of because I don't think there's enough awareness out there that, you know, someone controlling your money is not okay. But I think the important message here is that it's about learning to trust yourself to make the better decisions. So, you know, learning to trust yourself to pick the better, a, a good partner for you to, to see if there are any red flags, to see if there are any warning signs that maybe that is financial abuse or emotional abuse, you know, that you're feeling controlled, listening to your own instinct. So it's not necessarily about, well, I don't want to trust anyone. It's about building up the tools so that you can learn to trust yourself and therefore make those better decisions. Sarah, it's been lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time. No, oh, thank you for having me, Danny. I've really enjoyed it. Now, we decided to talk about divorce in this episode because, as we say, we'd heard from a huge number of women since we launched the Money Matters campaign. And uh, all of them said for them when they'd gone through their divorce, um, 
they'd been rather caught out. Um, they'd not thought about the financial issues which might come up before the relationship broke down or what might happen if their life took on a, a different path to the future that they had mapped out. And they also said that trying to make those financial decisions when emotions are running really high is extremely difficult. So we've been chatting to Fiona Sharp from Verve Financial and it's her job to help people navigate this particularly tricky journey and we've been asking her what the big issues are that people should be aware of. So Fiona, you help lots of people to navigate the financial side of getting divorced, which must be such an interesting job but also pretty challenging. Um, But what's the typical woman or case that you deal with? Um, I suppose there's no no typical um, because we we try and treat every person individually. Um, But I guess it depends on which stage of life they're at. Um, If they're divorcing when they're younger, and they have children, then obviously the needs of the children are very much at the forefront of um, any potential settlement. Whereas later in life, um, and I have seen quite um, an increase of people who are divorcing later, you know, it, it's about trying to find the best the best life for them going forward, really. Um, so you talk there about kind of dealing with different generations of women. Have you noticed any differences in the kind of problems that they have um, between the older ladies and the younger ladies coming through, either in the common issues that crop up or in the kind of financial savviness of those people? Um Without wishing to stereotype, because everybody's different, um, I would say that ladies who are maybe older in their 70s and 80s who haven't managed money before um, might struggle with um, the family finances, taking over bills and um, working out, you know, direct debits, what their budget is. Um, but that's where we can help. A good financial advisor can sit down patiently and help help them go through all of that, help them work out what they need um, and how, you know, just g- gently educate, I guess. Um, younger women who have been working tend to be a little bit more financially savvy um, and so understand what bills are, direct debits, standing orders, etc., but, you know, they've normally been juggling. They've been juggling um, the finance, house, work, children, and so may not necessarily know what the household finances look like. But um, I think I think there is, there is a, a change coming through for sure. And so what are some of the most common financial mistakes that um, women particularly make when they're going through that divorce process? Because the whole process must feel very overwhelming so to keep track of all parts of that must be pretty tricky yeah I think um the the women that I've spoken to have divorce takes quite a long time or can take quite a long time to come to an arrangement um and some women and 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 some men as well actually feel as though they just want it over with, that they're fed up with it, and they'll just accept, you know, whatever is on offer now, without thinking what the the real consequences of that might be. 
So um, I know, you know, a good family lawyer and a good financial advisor will try and persuade people to be to be patient and just to sit it out just a little bit longer um, to make sure that the the settlement that they're achieving actually does meet their needs. Um, so I think that's one of the one of the main issues, really. And so I think it's important to talk about pensions when it comes to divorce. So often a pension can be the largest asset that's going to be discussed in a divorce after a house. Um, But quite often, I imagine it's overlooked. People are much more focused on that bricks and mortar because it's where they live. Um, So so are pensions still quite overlooked? I think I think they are. I I read a statistic the other day um, that was in 12 pensions are only taken into account in 12 percent of divorces, which I I thought was quite low, low, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I think I, I work with a lot of family lawyers who do discuss pensions. And so I I I think that that the tide is definitely changing. I think the reason that they're overlooked is um, for lots of uh, the, there are lots of reasons why pensions might be overlooked. Um, people can be quite possessive about their their the pension that they've built up over time. Um, if you are with if the kids are going to be living with you, then you're probably more focused on on where you are going to live. Understandably. Um, Pensions are complex and technical and trying to get your head around some of the calculations that are needed. You know, most people are just, oh, what do I, what, did, what does all this mean? Um, and so I think sometimes it's just easier to offset the pension against the house. One big mistake, I suppose, is, is trying to compare a house which is a capital investment with a pension which is an income generating investment and often the values are people try to offset the value of one against the other when in fact they're not a comparable value um so it's i can understand why people want to set them aside but it's really important that they are included And as part of that divorce process, there has to be kind of full transparency about all of the finances Um, and people have to disclose what they've got in terms of savings, but also debt. So um, quite often, I don't know, how often do you come across a case where that process then reveals either hidden savings or hidden debt that has been kept from the other partner? It's probably less so for me personally recently but I know it happens um one of the reasons that it's people are encouraged to give full and frank disclosure is um because the they have to sign a consent order to say that they've done that and if they haven't they could potentially go to jail um which sort of does galvanize some people into full disclosure I would say that um, debt coming out of the woodwork is is perhaps more common than hidden savings. But there are ways of tracking things down. If you have a suspicion that your ex um, has been accumulating assets elsewhere, then 
there are always forensic accountants who can look at the situation for you. Um, one thing that does crop up a fair bit, actually, is unknown tax bills. So if you're in business with your um, your spouse and the tax has always been um, covered by the company accountant and then you 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 separate you might find that the the tax situation it you're, you're suddenly very much on your own with hmrc and i've seen quite a few people have tax bills suddenly arise that they weren't previously aware of so i would say that's one issue to definitely keep tabs on yeah that's so interesting i hadn't really thought about that but you can you can definitely see how that would occur um so what's your biggest kind of financial tip for anyone who is going through divorce? What's the big area that people maybe overlook or, or don't focus on enough? Okay, um, I suppose I, I've got a few. Um, the first thing is not to it is not to ignore anything. Um, take account of pensions if you can. I totally understand that if you've got children you would want to concentrate on you know having a a good home Um, but keep an eye on your long-term financial planning as well the second tip would be um, consider the timing of your separation obviously if there are um, safety reasons why you need to leave the family home and leave quickly then you have to leave as soon as you need to. Um, however, if you're on, you know, reasonably amicable terms with your um, soon-to-be ex, then if you can separate in the new tax year, if your if your finances are complex and you have other assets, not just your main home and your pensions. So if you have um, rental properties or if you have shares or other investments that you need to um, transfer between you, then try and separate in the new tax year if possible, because you are allowed to still transfer assets between spouses for capital gains tax purposes within the tax year of separation. If you suddenly decide to leave in March, um, then you may only have a few weeks to resolve um, your whole tax situation. So um, if you can, if it's practical to do so, I would try and see whether that timing is is practical. Um, My third tip would be that if you feel that you're not comfortable with the people that you're working with, then it's really important to perhaps change. If you're not happy with your financial advisor or your lawyer or your um, mediator, it's okay to to find somebody that you feel happy with. Going through a divorce, I think, is traumatic enough without um, feeling that you're, you're not getting the support from the professionals that you're working with. And um, everyone who works in this area should have a good team around them. So if um, you, you should be able to get the support that you need and in the way that you would like it. 
There's some great tips there. Thank you. And so I guess um, if anyone wants to find a bit more information or um, are there any good sources out there of, of kind of easy, easy to understand? Yeah, there's there's a really good website called Advice Now, actually, and they have a whole range of downloadable guides, um, which are written um, in plain English, and they cover quite technical subjects like pensions and divorce, um, what to do if you don't have a lawyer, what to do if you if you don't have a lawyer, but your partner does. Um, and there's lots of really great advice on that website. Um, the resolution website is also a really good um, source of information for all sorts of different aspects of divorce, including um, child safety, um, domestic abuse. But also it's a really good um, way of finding the right professionals to help you there's a search facility so you can f- hopefully find um, a resolution lawyer or financial advisor to help you in your area perfect thank you so much for joining us today it was really helpful no problem some really great tips from Fiona Sharp and the one thing that all the women that we've spoken to who have gone through divorce have said is that it's Dealing with the emotions and trying to deal with the finances at the same time are are really difficult, but also they just not considered a lot of the issues when they were setting up their financial journeys with their partner and it just made it so hard. And it's just totally understandable, isn't it? You don't set out in a relationship to think that it's not going to... I mean, I don't really like the word fail, but, you know, you you don't think about the fact that you might get divorced when you're getting together. Um, And I think, like so many things, you can kind of drift into habits of not being so engaged with finances. Um, And then divorce itself, it's like so many big life events. You've never gone through it before. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know how to navigate it. And you have to kind of learn as you go. And so you can totally understand, um, to Fiona's point of like some things being lost and some actually really valuable financial aspects um, kind of getting lost in that entire process as lots of people are probably kind of... um, a bit cluelessly bumbling through it um, and hoping for the best and, and relying on experts to tell them what to do. I have a lot of friends who, um, strangely, have just started to go through the divorce process or got divorced over the last year. And the one thing that they've said is that they've just felt really isolated, that they've wanted to have conversations with people who've been in the same boat or just to get some advice. And they've really struggled to find that place to go through because they're feeling so vulnerable. They're feeling crazily. They feel silly. They feel like they've brought things on themselves. And that's absolutely not the case. And so hopefully a lot of Fiona's tips in there and some of the resources that she pointed to at the end will be um, really helpful for people as as well as this podcast. Um, but that's all we've got for this episode of Money Matters. And if there's any topics that you want us to discuss in the future, then please do get in touch. You can email us at moneymatters.ajbell.co.uk. And you can also follow us on social media. Our Instagram tag is ajbellmoneymatters or do leave us some feedback wherever you get your podcasts from. 
And also, if you've come across this uh, podcast through one of your podcast apps, there's actually a whole host of other content that we produce as part of the Money Matters campaign. Um, and you can sign up to a newsletter to get all of those updates. Um, so if you go onto the AJ Bell You Invest website um, and you'll find Money Matters content there and you can you can sign up to more of this great stuff. And as we've always said, look, this is about starting a conversation, starting a conversation about your finances, whatever stage in life that you are at. And hopefully from our conversation, maybe you'll start having your own conversations. And as we say, we'd really like to share them with you. Thanks for listening. Before you go, please remember this podcast is for educational purposes and the views expressed don't necessarily reflect those of AJ Bell. The podcast isn't telling you whether certain investments are suitable or not. And don't forget that the value of investments can change and you can lose money as well as make it. It's also important to remember that tax rules apply and that the way an investment performed in the past may not be the same as how it behaves in the future. If you want help, go see a qualified financial advisor.